yeah. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is your lunchtime edition here at WABC, featuring yours truly, Curtis Slewa. It's 45 minutes of a rip and read with commentary. No calls, please. We do that all weekend long because I'm call-driven, no guests. But, uh, Lou, if you happen to be in Moscow or St. Petersburg, not Florida, but up in Russia, the birthplace of Vladimir Putin, if this song were played, I don't care if it was a gin mill, I don't care if it was a disco. It's number one with a Kalashnikov bullet. You are required to get up on your feet and cheer. If not, it's off to the gulags for you. And the reason we start our program uh, right now with this ode to Vladimir Putin is, once again, he bogarted the news cycle. As you know, we have been hit with every dictator, tyrant, uh, totalitarian uh, monster from around the world who has come in and tied up our traffic in knots here in Manhattan as it's the march of the wooden soldiers to the U.N. General Assembly. And the guy who thought he was going to get all the limelight was the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, who said that the world is in peril as a result of global warming and climate change and the fact that the world has only paid lip service to it. And then at the very same time as he descended from the bully pulpit in the U.N. General Assembly, Vladimir Putin taking a page out of the old Cold War when uh, Nikita Khrushchev was in that same General Assembly back in 1960, took off his stinking shoes and banged it on the podium and said, Lou, we will bury you. We will bury you. Remember how we saw the posters when we were growing up, baby boomers? They were everywhere. Nikita Khrushchev at the U.N. General Assembly. In a drunken vodka rage, he threatened nuclear annihilation against all of us. And the Cold War was in full effect. I mean, it was in deep freeze. And so, moments after the U.N. General Secretary said that the biggest problem in the world is global warming and climate change, Vladimir Putin said, oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. It's my nuclear weapons payload. And I'm telling leaders all over the world, particularly in the West, NATO countries, the United States, this time I'm not bluffing. I got 7,000 missiles aimed at the West, and I'm prepared to mobilize them and launch them at a moment's notice. Meantime, he also said he was calling up 300,000 uh, Russian reservists, and it is the first major mobilization since uh, Uncle Joe Stalin did so in WW2, when at that moment the Nazis were storming their way to Moscow, turning the Russians into speed bumps. Occupied Ukrainian territories, according to Putin, will be annexed to Russia officially. 
and he will use all means necessary to defend them. Almost a page out of uh, Malcolm X, by all means necessary. Meantime, uh, <laughs> Zelensky, he just dismissed it. He said hollowed rhetoric. Hey, Zelensky, I understand. You'll be the first to be turned into a glass highway there in Kiev. Well, what about if he means it, huh? Is this nuclear annihilation to be continued? Vladimir Putin vowed to use all means necessary to destroy his enemies. And Zelensky said he would use all means necessary to defend the Ukraine. Yeah, with our billions of dollars in military aid. Man! And then all of a sudden, Zelensky said the Russians can do whatever they want. It won't change anything. Hell yes, it will if they release their nuclear missile payload, because then we have to release ours. And the UK have to release theirs, and the French have to release theirs. Meantime, after Vladimir Putin uh, made that major statement... Uh, one-way flights out of Russia were selling at an all-time high. Every flight on Aeroflot was booked one way. And a lot of it had to do with young men who thought that he would immediately impose a lockdown on the exodus of young men out of Russia, forcing them to be conscripted into a battle against the Ukraine. So direct flights from Moscow to Istanbul and Turkey to Armenia were booked solid. In fact, the cheapest flights from the capital to Dubai, which is the money laundering capital of the Middle East and the Persian Gulf, were costing more than 300,000 rubles, the equivalent of $5,000. That's about five times the average monthly rate, wage, and people were borrowing every nickel, dime, and penny to get the hell out of Mother Russia before we retaliate with a nuclear attack against them. Meantime, another Putin ally died mysteriously as he was falling down his stairs in Moscow. And the Russian opposition, led by Alexei Navalny, who is incarcerated in the Gulag, has called for more protests. And you know what that's going to mean, Lou. More folks who will mysteriously disappear, be tossed downstairs, be tossed out of open windows from the seventh floor of an office building. More Mishikash. Well, let's get down to it. Lou, just in case, just in case. This time, Vladimir Putin means it. He said, this time I'm not playing around. You know who emerged this morning and reminded all of us? to go to the PSA that he created through his Department of Nuclear Reaction. That's right. You didn't know this, but Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, has created a quasi-office of nuclear reaction should an attack take place. Please pay attention, take notes, because we are the first to be attacked. As you know, the epicenter of capitalism, the epicenter of democracy, New York City is in the eye of Vladimir Putin. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Okay? So what do we do? Don't ask you how or why, and then you ask, what are we going to do? Lou, the person who's doing the PSA for Eric Adams, should we be under nuclear attack by Vladimir Putin, is saying, well, what should we do? And now she goes to a laundry list. Please take meticulous notes, ladies and gentlemen. 
Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Now, hold on a second. What happens if all of a sudden you're on the Bell Parkway? What happens if you're on the Grand Central Expressway or the Van Wick? There's no buildings around there. What? Where the hell are you supposed to go? Let me try step two in case Vladimir Putin drops the big one on us as he threatened earlier today. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Oh, hipsters and millennials, you just don't know. You just don't know. You got to take all your clothes off. You could be infected with nuclear fallout and then you will glow in the dark. I mean, look, you've watched The Simpsons, right? Hey, a whole new generation grew up watching Homer Simpson work at that nuclear plant, right? You know what it's like to glow in the dark. Pay attention, please. Take meticulous notes. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. How the hell are you going to know if officials say it's safe, Lou? A sign-up for Operation NYC. Are you kidding? You know what happens. Everything is triggered here at WABC. We are at the epicenter. If there should be a nuclear blast triggered, in this case by Vladimir Putin, who threatened that just hours ago, all radio stations are conflated into WABC. Out at our Tower of Power, Lodi, New Jersey, And apparently a speech will be made from the bowels of the White House, hopefully not by misdirected, wrong way, Joe Biden, or (laughs) giggles Vice President Harris, or any one of the uh, (laughs) Biden sycophants, toadies, and lackeys. Oh, my God, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Let's go old school. You remember, Lou, baby boomers, when we had to duck and cover after Nikita Khrushchev threatened us with nuclear destruction when he said he would bury us right on the floor of the General Assembly in 1960. Then the first thing we would know about it would be the flash. And that means duck and cover fast wherever you are. There's no time to look around or wait. When there is a flash, duck and cover and do it fast. That's right, duck and cover. Remember that, young whippersnappers, hipsters and millennials? It's duck and cover. And if you happen to be about and you see the little signs with an S that were posted long, long ago, please, Lou, instruct them old school on what everybody is to do. If you are not close to home when you hear the warning, go to the nearest safe cover. Know where you are to go or ask an older person to help you. You know the places marked with the S sign? They're safe places to go when you hear the alarm. If there is a warning, you will hear it before the bomb explodes. But sometimes, and this is very, very important, sometimes the bomb might explode without any warning. Then the first thing we would know about it would be the flash. And that means duck and cover fast wherever you are. There's no time to look around or wait. Be like Bert. When there is a flash, duck and cover and do it fast.
Yes, Bert was our mascot who was instructing us how to duck and cover. First off, it is a reorientation for youngsters. We have trained them not to go with strangers. So back there in the late 1950s when we were receiving these PSAs, it suggested that if you're a child, seek the help of a stranger to go to a bomb shelter. Now the kid has been trained not to go with strangers. I guess that's it. The kid is just going to be incinerated in the streets. But wait a second, Lou. We've been told to seek out the placards around town with the big S. These were the very bomb shelters that were built 50 years ago when Nelson Rockefeller was our governor, the world's richest man. I will never forget. Because of the fear of imminent nuclear annihilation that was running high, we had tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of nuclear fallout shelters. None of you young hipsters and millennials would know that. But now, understandably, as as things are in a drumbeat towards war, what shape are these shelters in? You remember, Lou, I took it upon myself to say that I would go out, I would track down all those signs, those white signs with the big S on it, and I would find out where they are. The bad news is simply that all of these shelters... (laughs) are not in operation. <laughs> if if they are in operation, it's they're being used for storage bins for people who live in those very buildings. There are rats in there. There is water. There is all kinds of black mold on the sides of the walls. I haven't found one yet. One yet that is operational. So understand if the blast occurs... Do not seek out any of the many thousands of buildings that have that sign out there, a white sign with an S, because none of those bomb shelters are in operation. It's a form of technology. Meantime, I think we have one choice, one choice alone. We must immediately uh, take uh, what was the offer of friends of Vladimir Putin to go over there and to try to talk some sense into him. Dennis Rodman, remember he had gone to speak to the evil seed of Kim Jong mentally ill behind the kimchi curtain of North Korea as our, um, what can we call him, double agent. And we know we have Steven Seagal that is there at the side of Vladimir Putin, that outreditor. But remember, he did the movie Under Siege and marked for death. He could easily be uh, conscripted in by the CIA criminals in action to act as a double agent and possibly to calm the beast of Vladimir Putin. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Underlay, underlay, as we remember, it was back during the debates between former Vice President Joe Biden and then-President Donald Trump that uh, Joe Biden said that he was Papa Chulo and that if, in fact, he were elected president, he would roll out the red card carpet for all the illegal aliens by saying, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, and boy, over two million strong have come across the border that separates us from Mexico. And now, all of a sudden, 
Joe Biden decided to discuss the issue, what he has been playing dodgeball with for quite some time, having arrived back from uh, uh, England, where he was placed in the rear of the church uh, for the final mass uh, before the burial of Queen Elizabeth II, out of sight, out of mind. Upon his arrival into Washington, D.C., before he came to New York City, where just uh, about an hour ago he finished uh, his remarks and fended off the threats of Vladimir Putin before the United Nations General Assembly, he claimed that the record high numbers of illegals are the result of commies, communists. He said, look, if you look at it, there are less, less illegals coming from Central America from El Salvador, from Guatemala, Honduras, and from Mexico, and the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean. But there are many, many more who are flooding in from Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. And that's because they are escaping communism. Well, I suggest this, uh, Joe Biden, as you mumble and stumble your way through your appearances, uh, just... Uh, just a few hours ago at the uh, United Nations General Assembly. Maybe you should have special envoys. People who have worked well with those communist countries. First off, in Nicaragua, where you have Daniel Ortega as president for life and his wife as vice president, where they've locked up all dissidents, including members of the leadership of the Roman Catholic Church, the last remaining hope, hope for opposition. Maybe he should send... Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his uh, his uh, wife who stole one and a half billion dollars from a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi program called Thrive that was meant to help the emotionally disturbed, never help one person. Send them to Nicaragua. If you look at the um, Wikipedia of Bill de Blasio and Charlene, his wife, you'll see that they traveled often down to help. Daniel Ortega and his wife in support of the Sandinistas. That's right, against when all of a sudden Ronald Reagan said, we must stop the spread of communism throughout Central America. And he was in direct opposition. Oh, he was friends of Daniel Ortega and Daniel Ortega's wife. By the way, Daniel Ortega already proven to be a pedophile on a pedestal. So that's Nicaragua. Then there's Cuba, behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro, friends of Fidel. What is Oliver Stone? He did that uh, puff piece on Fidel when he was alive. He could certainly be our special emissary. And then, of course, there's Venezuela and the leader who took over from Hugo Chavez, Maduro, who was just a bus driver in the streets of Caracas, the Ralph Cramden of Caracas, elevated to be the new dictator of Venezuela. Well, Sean Penn has been there. Danny Glover has been there. They praise Venezuela. So why not send them as special emissaries to see what they can do to stop the flow? I mean, wasn't it Sean Penn who went down there and tried to all of a sudden find the number one narco-terrorist in the world? Shorty Pablo Guzman in the jungles of Mexico? Send him to Venezuela along with Danny Glover. Meantime, on the flip side of that, uh, Papa Chulo, President Joe Biden, has invited Ron DeSantis to Delaware. As you know, DeSantis had said that he would pay for flights from Texas for illegals from Venezuela. And the next port of call will be the uh, Summerside Retreat. 
along the uh, Atlantic Ocean for Joe Biden and Jill Biden. And apparently the president of the United States said, come one, come all, including you, Ron DeSantis. And then Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, who has been spun like a top. I mean, here it is. It's as if Greg Abbott has played him as a Duncan yo-yo and put him to sleep. And then uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, who has used Eric Adams as the Duncan yo-yo where you walk the dog, he is so confused. He will not blame Joe Biden at all. He will not blame the federal administration for their lax rules when it comes to uh, uh, forging across the border and declaring asylum and getting to stay here for a year before you disappear through the cracks and you don't even show up to immigration and naturalization federal court to prove your case that you're deserving of asylum. We know that doesn't work. Now he's complaining that there's 13,000 illegals who have overburdened his shelter system, overburdened his financial prospects. He's already looking at $10 billion of a deficit next year, 2023, and he's going no mas, no mas. But he will not blame Joe Biden. Instead, he blames the GOP governors, Abbott and DeSantis. I always wondered, Lou, why he didn't reach out and say, hey, follow in Jersey City. Don't you want any of these Ill- illegals? Hey, hey, wait a second. Raz Baraka, my brother in solidarity in Newark. You got plenty of room in Newark. I mean, people who are fleeing Newark all the time. How about taking some of our tired, our poor, the indigent, the illegals flooding in from Venezuela who are being sent here by Governor Abbott and DeSantis? No, he hasn't done that. Nor has he appealed uh, to uh, half in the bag, uh, Murphy, the governor in Trenton. And I I noticed that none of them have offered to accept some of the illegals. But there was an intrepid group just yesterday, Lou. They were waiting at Teterboro Airport. They had balloons. They had little fluffy, puffy uh, stuffed animals. They had signs in Spanish. Welcome, amigos. Welcome. Because they assumed there would be a flight coming in, Ultimate Air Shuttle 11, that was scheduled to touch down in Teterboro. And then all of a sudden they saw a flight in the distance. And it's like Tattoo from Fantasy Island was alerting them. Oh, they were getting so excited. Oh, they were getting for toots. They would be able to welcome these illegal aliens. It was expected that 15 would touch down in Teterboro. And they were so disappointed, Lou, because the only ones who came off of that plane was the pilots and the crew. No illegal aliens for you in New Jersey. And why is that not? I mean, let's face it, for years, Teterboro was the launching pad for the Lolita Express, the Learjet, that took a number of the infamous uh, to pedophile island off of the British Virgin Islands. As we know, Randy uh, Prince Andrew, the pedophile on a pedestal, Bill Clinton, who had multiple flights, Bill Gates, we go on and on and on and on. So Teterboro Airport is well known for flights leaving 
and flights arriving. But no illegal aliens for you, New Jersey. Hey, fall up in New Jersey City. Raz Baraka, brother in solidarity with Eric Adams in New York City from Newark. And half in the bag, Murphy. How come you're not asking for your fair share? And speaking of Eric Adams, oh, did you see him yesterday? Louie was sitting and copping a squat where his do-nothing health commissioner was giving him a booster shot. And then he decided to lift the private sector mandate on November 1st. And he would allow immediately student athletes in public schools to be able to perform without getting a vaccine. But not for city workers. Oh, he has it in for city workers. And, Lou, I happened to have taken the A-train out last night in your direction, got off at Broad Channel, spoke before a packed crowd at the VFW Lodge right uh, off of um, Cross Bay Boulevard on the way to you and Sid Rosenberg and the Irish Riviera. And there were a number of people there who had been city employees, cops, firefighters, teachers, EMTs, health workers, all of them who had been not allowed to continue at their work, all of them who had been initially furloughed without pay, could not go and seek another job, lost their houses, lost their income, and were pressured into getting that vaccine. Some of them did, but some of them decided, no, 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 I can't take the vaccine. You would think now that... The president of the United States on uh, Sunday 60 Minutes said the pandemic is over. That Eric Adams would have lifted the mandate on all public service employees. He has not. He wants revenge. He wants to torture these individuals who first defied his comrade, Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who imposed that only five days before he left office on December 27th of 2021. It could have been so easy for Eric Adams to have said, we're not going to honor that. We're not going to honor that. But instead, he implemented it with a passion at revenge. And think of all the workers that we're in need of now. Cops. We don't have enough cops. We don't have enough firefighters. We don't have enough teachers. Oh, oh, you got to speak Spanish now to deal with all the illegals coming into the school system. We just don't have enough because of retirements, early retirements, or the fact that other municipalities, counties, towns, and villages are hiring away our civil servants. We're missing about 10% of the force. Now, Many would say we need to save the money because we're facing dire circumstances, a $10 billion and growing deficit in 2023. But Eric Adams is cruel and indifferent towards the civil servants. Meantime, the guy that he came to the aid of, Kyrie Irving, remember of the Brooklyn Nets? He looked the other way when Kyrie Irving was practicing in Sunset Park at the Nets complex and had not been vaccinated. And then all of a sudden, he made an exception for Kyrie Irving and other athletes, whether they are on the home teams, the Mets, the Yankees, the Nets, the Knicks, whatever. And any visiting uh, players who already had the exemption, which made no sense whatsoever. So yesterday, Kyrie Irving, that loony kazuni from Parts Unknown, I mean, this guy is really kid psycho. But he did the right thing. He stood up to the guy who allowed him to play The rest of the season, although it it led to nothing, because the Nets once again did not get into the NBA championship. So he took to social media 
And he said, look, what you're doing, Eric Adams, is wrong. If I can work and be unvaccinated, then all of my brothers and sisters who are also unvaccinated should be able to do the same without being discriminated against, vilified or fired, especially the civil servants, the cops, the firefighters, the healthcare workers, the teachers, the EMTs that refuse to be vaccinated. He stood in solidarity with them, Lou. Problem was, over the weekend, he was really flipping out. Uh, on his social uh, media, Kyrie Irving was supporting that loony kazuni from Parts Unknown, Alex Jones, uh, you know, of InfoWars. And he was insisting that the earth is flat. Kyrie Irving explained his flat earth stance, saying, there is no real picture of the planet. And I know that you, Lou, uh, prescribe to that theory, as do quite a few of the young hipsters and millennials here at WABC, uh, both before they vape at noontime, uh, during their lunchtime, because it's all smoke, uh, ladies and gentlemen. They don't go out to have a bite to eat. They vape, 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 like so many other hipsters and millennials. They, too, believe the earth is flat. And then look at what happened at Rikers Island, an escape, like the escape from Alcatraz. No, not from the rock. Not where you have uh, all the tiers and all the different sections across the Steinway Bridge, which connects Rikers Island to Queens and Astoria. From the barge, the barge which houses a 1,000 inmates. Can they call them inmates, Lou? Because, as you know, recently legislation was signed by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, that said that you can no longer refer to them as inmates, but incarcerated persons. I, who have been an incarcerated person 77 times, some of it spent on Rikers Island, never had the opportunity to spend time on the barge. But apparently a guy named Acevedo, after there was a riot on the top of the barge, which is about five stories, that's where the gym is. That's where they play b-ball. There had been some kind of uh, battle between the inmates slash uh, <laughs> incarcerated persons. And all of a sudden, the correctional officers had to run in and spray them so as to stop the battle. And Acevedo decided to go over the fence, climb through the barbed wire, and jumped. And the schmuck didn't realize that the barge is only floating on about four feet of water. And so um, he's in ICU, ready probably to meet his maker, and Lord only knows where he's going to head to. But, hey, idiots there. There was another guy who tried that a while back. In fact, he had used sheets fashioned into a rope, crawled out of the window. He was recaptured three days later. But they love breaking out of the barge on the very day that uh, two dirty COs, correctional officers, uh, copped a plea to slipping cell phones and drugs to jail blood members, Christy Burrell and Katrina Patterson. You got to know that the gangbangers who are housed in Rikers, they're always trying to snack on the lady CEOs, you know, get a little shot of leg, then all of a sudden try to get them to be their Maytags and supply them with the cell phones, the drugs, and the contraband. The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. This is the end. Beautiful friend. Here it is. We've been threatened with nuclear annihilation just hours ago by Vladimir Putin who said, This time I'm not kidding around. 
Secretary General of the United Nations said the greatest threat to our survival is global warming and climate change. And there are emotionally disturbed persons roaming on streets who could slice your throat and you would bleed out without anybody knowing it. But what was the brave Marine fighter pilot Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly most concerned about? He said it yesterday. Oh, the headphones are on. Curtis left his headphones in. I love Curtis, by the way. You know, I do wonder. Curtis uh, uses this microphone. I use this microphone. Uh, Sid Rosenberg uses this microphone. I mean, a lot of people use the same microphone. Do we ever clean the microphone? I've never seen. I see tables get cleaned. I see rugs get vacuumed. I see glasses get cleaned. I mean, I can only imagine how much biological material has been absorbed by this microphone and it's never cleaned it's just there all the time um now curtis is a fantastic individual i don't think he wants my germs i certainly don't want his germs which let's face it curtis no offense you got a lot of cat on you all right we all know you love your cats i'm more of a dog person myself is he suggesting that this is some biological weapon created in a lab in Wuhan, in Red China, that was extracted from uh, cats that we know the Red Chinese like to eat? No, Lou, this instead is what we need to do. We need to summon our crack uh, head engineer, Dan Herschel, who oftentimes is housed at Bada Bing, a.k.a. Satin Dolls, the strip club right beneath our Tower of Power in Lodi, New Jersey, that pulsates out to 50,000 powerful watts of sound. Lou, you need to summon him back here to the studios. I want him to do a biopsy on this particular microphone that Sid Rosenberg, I, and Greg Kelly share. Since Greg feels that it may contain biological weapons of a sort. And I want him to do a biopsy on the particulae. I could see it here, right? On the head of the microphone. Now, if it's Sid, and Lou, you know this to be a fact, every morning when he does the show 6 to 9, he has gefilte fish on a bagel, right? Come on, don't lie. Come on, Lou, write him out. Gefilte fish on a bagel. Whereas, you know, I am known to consume Dirty Water Hot Dogs as formerly having finished third in the Nathan's famous Dirty Water Hot Dog Eating Contest July 4th on the boardwalk in Coney Island. I suggest that if that does not work, the biopsy by Dan Herschel, our crack engineer, that tomorrow, Lou, I feel it'll be incumbent upon me because I don't want to be guilty of biologically poisoning Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly, I'm going to put condoms on these microphones. Condoms. Since it has just been reported by the New York City Board of Health, forget monkeypox, cases of STD. Uh, no, no, yes, socially transmitted diseases are higher than ever before. I mean, how do I know what... Sid Rosenberg is breathing into this microphone, or Greg Kelly, or anyone else who uses this microphone here at WABC. So if we cannot establish the biological debris on this microphone by tomorrow, Dan Herschel, that's your job as our crack engineer, then I will be bringing in Trojan 
condoms and covering each and every one of these microphones so that we can have safe talk, safe sex, and safe talk.